It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Five, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, four, fifth, sixth grade, Vinnie Barbarino, Arnold Horshack, Arnold Horshack. Sam Lee, you're too young. You don't even know Welcome Back, Carter, do you? I do know Welcome Back, Carter. Come on. And the sign said, uh, you know, Welcome to Brooklyn, the, the, the um, city that would be the country's fourth largest city, and it said Borough President Sam Leone, and I have his prayer card on my desk right now. Uh, he was a classmate's father. Uh, he was, and he became a judge. He was a great guy, uh, Mr. Judge Leone. Well, thank you for that, Matt Sambolino. It is great to be back. Um, I guess I'm going to just start off with a thank you. A thank you to Joan. A thank you to Kevin McCullough. A thank you to David Schwartz. And then I think a, back to, a thank you to Joan again. I believe that was the order of coverage. Um, so when I go away on this like this little week or week and then a couple of days, vacation and i'm gonna call it that because it was that uh in today's day and age it is so hard to shut down right um if i don't shut off my phone and my email all i'm doing is i'm just doing the work from a different location and i know a lot of people do that and i'm not coming down them for doing that but that's just not uh the example that was set for me uh in my youth uh of course technology was very different but when we would, when my dad would go away with my mom, they would leave Lori and I, my sister and I, at home, and they would go away for six weeks. And they, of course, there was no cell phone or email or any of that stuff. My dad had a pretty active law practice. It was just, you know, that was it. It was time to live life and not uh, live to work. Uh, it's a lot more difficult to do that now. Believe it or not, it is a chore. It is an. You have to make an effort to shut things down and to show you how really crazy we've become you know they say when alcoholics quit alcohol and, and heroin addicts quit heroin like you get you know these reactions you you start shaking a little bit like wait wait my phone is off and so when they, i got on the plane and they say you know please shut off your device i shut off my phone now i carry two phones so I, i'm gonna talk to you how i cheat a little bit but to shut off my main phone the number that everyone has and then land and it's still off it's like, I'm telling you, you get a little freaked out. Think about it. When was the last time, ask yourself, when was the last time you had no telephone? Like people couldn't reach you and you couldn't reach them, right? It's probably been quite some time. Now, of course, my father doesn't know that feeling because he's never owned a cell phone. I gave him a beeper for Christmas 20 years ago when I went into, or 25 years ago when I went into practice on my own. Say, Dad, just hold on to this just in case I, I need you. That was Christmas Eve. By Christmas morning, my sister was wearing a beeper. So he, he knows the, the feeling that that is. But it's, we have come to a place in society that when you become slightly disconnected, it takes like a solid day or two, and I guess it would depend on different people, of, of adjusting and adapting to the fact that, oh, my God, <clears throat> if people are going to call me, they're going to get a message that says, hello, this is Arthur Idala. I'm away and unavailable until Tuesday, August the 2nd. If you need me, please call my office. It's 212-486-0011. Thank you. And that's it. It goes right to voicemail. Now, I to be honest with you, as I always try to do, um, I have a secondary phone. I always have a secondary phone that I use basically for emails and my, keep my schedule and I do my legal research on it. Um, it's a different, just a bigger, clumsier iPhone. Um, now that's like the secret number. And of course, Marion has that number. Luca has that number. Uh, my, my office in an emergency has that number. But 
everyone basically left me alone. And um, I, I'm only belaboring this point because I think that's kind of rare. I know that's kind of rare because I was on vacation uh, and I bounced all over the place. And we'll talk about that a little later on. But with other people from America and they were working. I mean, they were, yes, they're in, they're in Paris and they're on the phone. They're working and they're in Florence and oh, the phone call, the call, oh, sure, judge, hold on. And I'm, it's, and I'm like, this isn't vacation. Like you're sitting on the beach in Southern Italy, but you're, you're talking to a clerk in a court part in Queens. Like that's not how I roll. I'm not coming down on it. If that's what you need to do. Well, that's where your comfort level is at. That's fine. I'm just not sure if that's what people want to do or we've become so addicted. We've come, become so addicted to being constantly in touch, to constantly all these touch points where you feel weird. Oh, I didn't get a text. A whole hour went by. I didn't get a text. You know what? The world kept on spinning. I have to thank my wife amazing just amazing so i left the the last time i spoke to y'all was thursday night i think that was the 21st and i did keep my phone on on the 22nd when i got to paris because i had some open-ended matters that i needed to attend to um so i did i actually turned it back on and checked in uh, but i try to keep it off i kept it on the do not disturb setting um but there was one or two very important things about some big cases that maybe i could talk to you about next week um but then I shut it all the way down, and God bless Marianne, on Monday morning, she sent an email out to the whole firm, basically saying, like the whole firm, the paralegals, the assistants, everyone, saying, hi, this is Marianne, and I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, and don't bother Arthur, don't re- try to reach him, anything that you need, you go through me. And I was untouched for a week, and uh, it was wonderful. I, I will be honest, I have not gone through the ton of emails that I have. I did go through the 100-plus text messages and there was nothing of any, you know, gravitas. There's enough uh, connection between people. But my takeaway from all of this was that was the following. We all need to try, to try and shut down for a, a period of time, whatever the period of time is that you feel comfortable. But you need to push yourself to do it. You know, I was listening to Frank Morano, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. I think, oh, he, he, told, he talked about a, um, an article he read about boredom and how we're never bored anymore because we always have these devices and they're always getting, keeping our brains racing. And the article he referred to is how boredom sometimes stimulates the brain because now the brain has to kind of go into its own mode of entertaining itself and how you, could, um, you can um, your brain will come up with ideas and thoughts that are unique, that are creative, that can help you through life. And he's trying to do this like Saturday afternoon after he watches his favorite show to just put the technology away for the day on a Saturday, which God bless him. I, I haven't been in touch to know how successful I heard a little bit about it, uh, listening to it, to the radio. But, um, you know, my Hasidic friends, they do that every Friday night, um, how they disconnect from the technology. And uh, it, they could, I mean, I have some high-end Hasidic friends. They're in, they're in the middle of huge real estate transactions, hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. And when that, that sunset comes down, they're done. That They're done. That The $100 million deal, it'll wait until sunset on Saturday or, 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 or on Sunday. And it's kind of crazy, but everyone, I've been back into the States now for 48 hours or something along those lines. And when people ask me about the trip... My first thing isn't about Paris or Florence or Bolognano de Mare in, in, in Bari or the Rolling Stones. It's, it was amazing being disconnected for basically a week. Amazing. And I guess that's great for me, but it's a little bit sad about the commentary. You know, when I would go on vacation with my parents, I didn't have to fight for my dad's attention or my mom's attention because they were staring at a device. Even if they weren't working, they, you know, they weren't reading the New York Post and what's going on in, in Manhattan when we'd be on the beach in San Vito Lo Capo and Casa de Mar del Golfo next to Palermo, uh, in between Palermo and Trapani. You know, they were just present. And if there's a takeaway that when I looked at the mirror this morning, when I put on a suit and a tie for the first time, I looked at myself, I'm all alone, and I was like, you need to do more disconnect time. You need to do more family time. You need to do more Arthur, Ariana, Luca time 
because that's the takeaway. When you disconnect and you get to look at your life from maybe 10,000 feet in the air or 4,000 miles away, that's what you you look back at is, you know, I'm not looking back at the New York Times article. I'm not looking at at the new two big cases we just signed up. I'm looking at, I'm so excited to go to the Yankee game tonight with Luca. I am, you know, we had a little incident with Arthur's toe uh, yesterday that was a little scary for a little while. And, and we'll talk about that a little later on. And my, my eight-month-old and the, the, her beautiful blue eyes. And, you know, maybe the highlight was when I got home and Arthur came running into my arms, flying into my arms. And just now, Luca coming off the elevator and giving me a hug and a kiss. That's what you realize life is all about. And that's why we work so hard is to have those special times in life. All right. We're going to have a great show. Don't go anywhere. Hello. So now that I'm back, we have to talk about our buddies at Connors and Sullivan. Yes, Connors and Sullivan. Those are the lawyers who are going to protect your estate when you're not here. And even when you are here, because they're the ones who are going to set you up with a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. Their goal is to protect your rights and your interests and those of your heirs. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And you could visit them for a no-obligation, free consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free, in-person, initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Their number is 718 718- Two three eight sixty five hundred. That's seven one eight two three eight six five zero zero. Or you can visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connors always says: the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Serving part time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Yeah. Kevin Hart? Is that who it's from? From Kevin Hart. It says, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're at peace, you're living in the present. 
And I guess that's uh, a little bit of my point from my uh, opening uh, remarks about, you know, chilling out with all of the technology and um, living in the present. And uh, look, it was a lot harder for me this time to live in the present because technology is a big aid, right? So I was bouncing all over, and I'm going to talk about that with my buddy David Schwartz in a moment, but I needed to get uh, I needed to get a plane ticket to get from Paris to Florence. I needed to get, I winged this trip. I was all by myself, so I didn't have to worry about my wife and children. So if I missed something or something didn't go perfectly, I could adjust where if I was with my family, I would not be doing that. By the way, a lot of people ask, like, why would you go away without your family? Well, Luca was working, so I couldn't pull him out of work. Um, and, you know, we have this little baby, this little gorgeous little girl. Obviously, that's daddy's view of her. But I do get stopped on the street when I push her in the stroller, if I may say that out loud, about how adorable she is with her big blue eyes, Ariana. Um, but, you know, Marianne was like, look, yes, exactly. She's like, look, I know you want to go away. You deserve to go away. And um, it's just too much for me right now with Arthur, who's five, and Ariana, who's eight and eight months. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And, and Marianne has this new big position uh, with, the, um, with the public administrator. She's the counsel to the public administrator in Kings County, which is a big thing. And she just got it. And she's got a lot of work, a lot of files to dig out from under. So, you know, I, I went with her absolute blessing uh, right up until I was on the plane. She's like, don't you feel guilty for leaving us behind? You know, you're a great dad. You're a great husband. Uh, and, and I know you want to do this and, and you deserve doing it. So you deserve to do it. So, I, you know, it was really wonderful. But I was in touch with technology. Like when I was a kid and I would go away, I the biggest thing when I got back was like, what the Yankees do? Like I had no clue. I was in Italy for the Subway Series. And I was able to listen to it at whatever, you know, six hours different, like two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning on the um, armed forces radio. But like around four, some other signal would turn on and then I would lose it and whatever. All I'm saying is that's how difficult it used to be. Now, you know, yes, I was pretty much in touch with what was going on um, because I had my phone and I my other phone that gets all the alerts and all the pop ups. So I, I wasn't as disengaged as I would have liked to have been. But it was still really cool, man. And it's as I said, it's pretty pathetic when people are like, "How was your trip?" I was like, "It was so great being disconnected from society for ten days." Um, but I will tell you, I was thinking of y'all, and I, when I say y'all, I mean um, our, our listening family, because there were a lot of things that were happening. I was like, "Oh, I got to tell folks about this." Like, I will just tell you before I put Dave on the line, Dave Schwartz on the line. One thing I had no idea about is. Uh, it was one night, my last night in France, I was, I, I went into the room and I came out I was all by myself. It was the one night I was all alone and I came out at like eight 30 at night, uh, for like one last walk around Paris. And it was so bright out. I mean, really bright for eight 30 at night. And so, uh, you know, here I go well, cheating, right? I'm going, Hey Google, what time is the sunset in Paris? And like the sunset in Paris, I think was nine 39. That's 20 to 10. And then I'm like, hey, Google, what time is the sunset in Florence? The sunset in Florence is 8.39. So it was an hour difference. And someone, when I told them this somewhere along my, the trip, they're like, yeah, that's why they call Paris is the city of lights. Now, I thought it had to do with the Eiffel Tower. Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. But there's just something. And I was like, wow, I got to tell everyone who's listening. Like, I didn't know. But now I think about it. Iceland is north. And that's why they have like, you know, 18 hours of no, 19 hours of, of daylight in the, the during the summer solstice. Anyway, when you travel, you do learn a lot. It opens up your mind a lot less. There's a lot more of a globalization. So I was sad. I was saddened to walk the Champs d'Elys, and there's a Five Guys Burger. Right? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm in France and and Paris, and there's Five Guys. But you know, the McDonald's and Burger King, and here you're pa- Paris, the land of cafes. There's like eight Starbucks. Okay, that's what you call the globalization. So let's globalize. Let's bring on the line someone you got to hear last Thursday and Friday, my dear friend from the district attorney's office, my buddy of almost 30 years now, Schwartz. That's crazy that how that time has gone by. But I will tell you, I spoke to my parents this morning. I spoke to others here at the office. And, uh, you know, whenever uh, I'm not around and you have the ability to fill in, I would love you to do it because uh, you got rave reviews, my friend. Um. I'm always there for you, Artie. Welcome back. And now I now I know why you didn't answer my text. 
I now, <laughs> now, now I know. It makes perfect sense. Well, you, you know, know you David, know, you're in yeah. the same boat. I mean, you're in the same boat. If you keep your phone on, right, uh, people will just keep calling you. They will just, I mean, it's not their fault. You can't blame them. They, are, you know, they don't know, and and they'll keep texting you. And all you're doing is working on an indictment from from Paris. You're working on a on a, a closing from Tel Aviv. You're working on one of your lobbying cl- clients, you know, uh, right. from Madrid. So you know, it, it, no, no, you're right. You have to you have to shut down. I, you know, certainly you were entitled to that vacation. I mean, you you more than anyone was entitled to to a good vacation paris is, is an amazing place and uh, i hope you had a great time it sounds well let me let me tell amazing. you let, we had a great time here while you were uh i, you know, I really heard i'm keeping I, that seat warm it was a lot of fun Artie. i know i saw jones sent me a bunch of photos and i heard i spoke to sam Bellino here at, uh right before we went on the air and he said everything was great i heard you know the michael cohen interview was fantastic and look let's let's face it that's you know i think a lot of people who listen to uh, am 970 especially in the morning with joe piscopo there there are many uh pro donald trump donald trump fans but you know when i took this hour i i i told uh, jerry crowley i said look jerry you know I, i'm a new yorker and i i I'm not a I'm a registered Democrat. I vote all over the place. If you look at my voting ballot, it's it's zigzag because I vote for the person, the individual, not down. I'm not a party line kind of guy. I said I may say some things that the common that the typical AM 970 listener is not, you know, accustomed to hearing on this station with Sebastian Gorka and Jay Sekulow. And he said, Arthur, I'm asking you to do one thing. Just be Arthur Idala. That's all I want you to be. I just want you to be Arthur Idala. And I think you were David Schwartz. And I know Joan was Joan Pelzer. And obviously Kevin McCullough, he's the consummate professional because that's his real job. You and I just pretend to be uh, on-air personalities. But tell me what the experience was like for you, Dave. Uh, it was amazing. It, you know, it was a little nerve wracking at first. You know, I didn't, I, I never hosted a radio show alone like that. I used to, Brad and I used to have a radio show uh, a number of years ago, but I knew we had some great topics. We talked about, um, we talked about illegal cigarettes in the marketplace. Uh, New York is losing $2 billion a year. You know, that's an issue that I'm very much involved in. And then, and then um, we talked about the extinction, the government trying to shut down pet stores. So that, yep, I, that, that I actually I heard. I caught I caught the the podcast on that a little bit, and I am I am looking forward to uh, to listening to uh, to Michael's interview. And and again, I heard from all sources that it was it was very compelling. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, yeah. And then the next day we got to Michael Cohen, and I thought I thought it was a, it was a great interview. I tried to get him to open it up, and I told him, listen, I don't want to you know I don't want to focus in on Trump that much. I want to focus in on who the real Michael Cohen is. Of course, Trump kept popping up, popping up, popping up. But it really wasn't, you know, I agree with you, Artie. I, I mean, my, well, my feeling is I hate both political parties equally. I really do. I vote for individuals. I vote for people. I want people of integrity, people that have the intellectual capacity to hold office. And we should be voting in the best people possible. And unfortunately, in my opinion, we're, we're, we're far from that. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'll make you laugh real quick, Dave. When um, yeah. when Giuliani was running for uh, president, and you and I had that fundraiser for him, yeah. somewhere yeah. somewhere in that in that time frame, I went down to D.C. and I visited Justice Scalia, and I was telling him that we threw him the fundraiser, we raised the money, et cetera, and uh, Scalia goes, "Hold on, Giuliani's a Republican. You're a Democrat." I said, Scalia. When it comes to politics, I wrote, I vote right down the line. And he looks at me with this puzzled face. I said, Italian. <laughs> he just, he, he, he cracked up. So, Schwartz, since you're my buddy, and I, I won't feel like I'm showing off or bragging or anything about what, what happened to my trip, let me just share with you just a couple of little details. Sure. Um, so I flew to Paris. And I, with Imran, who you know, the partner here on, the, yes. on my firm, who's great on with McCullough great Thursday lawyer. night, great lawyer, great litigator. Um, he uh, he and I flew together. And when we get there to Paris Friday morning, the 22nd, we go to the hotel and the woman was very nice and made it very clear that our room was not going to be ready until late that day. So, you know, we did the only thing we could do at like 9.45 in the morning on a Friday when it was like 3.45 in the morning for us, New York time. We went and we went to a nice cafe. We sat there. We're watching everyone have some nice French drip coffee and egg white omelets. And Imran and I both ordered like a a gallon of beer. 
and we just sat, we just sat, and we we had a nice drink, and we watched that. We watched everyone go by, and then we met up with our friend who's been a guest on the show several times now, the uh, Hollywood director Brett Ratner, who's done. He did uh-huh. the X Men movies, he did the Rush uh, yeah. Rush Hour movies, and he's just a great guy, and he's friends with Mick Jagger. Um, wow. Yeah, they're pretty tight. So then uh, we went out and had a great dinner that night, and the next morning we uh, we had to go to the Stones Hotel, although Mick wasn't staying there. He has an apartment in Paris, but we picked up the VIP passes, and we're going to be down in the pit and all of this stuff. And then Brett just says to me, uh, we're going to go say hello to a friend of mine, and we went and said hello to Roman Polanski, who is the wow. director who is in exile. And uh, what a great... 88-year-old guy, man. Wow. And well, I'll, I'll talk about him another time. I mean, he told me stories about the Holocaust, his mom, and she was killed there, and his father was taken away, but he was only in a work camp, and he lived. And, I mean, you know, boy, oh, boy, David, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when you, you hear it out of someone's mouth who was six years old when they were there, it's a very different, uh, yeah. you know, you're just there with your mouth wide open. And then we wound up, so then a buddy of mine, who I met when I was 16 years old and my dad sent me to Italy alone for the first time, uh, who was born in Greece but was raised in Switzerland, Thierry Venturas. He and I have been friends over the years, since 1984. We never lost touch. Uh, we, After I took the bar exam in 1992, I graduated law school, I took the bar exam, and my parents were like, look, we want to have a party for you. I said, listen, uh, there's no parties until I pass that bar exam because it's meaningless, right? Unless you pass the exam. Right. They're like, well, we want to do yeah. something. What do you want to do after you take the exam? I said, I want to go see Thierry in Europe because I had met him like seven or eight years before. And now I wanted to like revisit him. And that particular time he was in Paris. So I, right before I left, like Monday, I left Thursday and Monday I called him and I was like, I, his nickname was Titi. I go, Titi, I'm going to see the Rolling Stones Saturday night in Paris. You're in Geneva. It's 30 years, almost to the day, when we got together in Paris and hung out. Is there yeah. any chance you could come? And he goes, Arturo, he goes, I'm in, uh, I'm in Greece right now with my family, my wife and three children. We're not supposed to come back until Saturday, the day of the concert. He goes, but let me call you back. He calls me back two days later. He says, I spoke to my family, and I know his whole family. Um, they stayed at my house New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. And they said, we're going to change our family vacation, and we're going to come home a day early on Friday the 22nd, and I will come to the concert with you. I can only stay in Paris for like 14 hours, but we'll be together. And he showed up on Saturday the 23rd at my hotel room at like 5.30, 6 o'clock for the, the Night of the Stones concert. And when we, we, I mean, we hugged and kissed and jumped up and down like we were 12-year-old boys whose team That's just incredible. won the, little, the, world, the Little League World Series. We go to the concert and, oh, Dave, there was this huge line to get in. But because of Jagger, we had these VIP passes and we got to cut the whole line and we went right into right into the pit like right in first there was a little vip area where we got a couple of beers and some potato chips and then it was me imran and tiedi because brett was was off with his super vip friends which was totally cool and we were right there and man geraldo rivera i saw put out a tweet it's a picture of him kind of dancing at 79 years old Mick Jagger, who turned 79, I think, a week ago today, running like a lunatic. And then there's a picture wow. of President Biden, like, sitting in a, in a rocking chair at 79 yeah. years old. <laughs> wow. Who's got the most stamina? Wow. They were, Dave, they were the Stones. I, you know, I saw them in Vegas uh, in November. Uh, I've seen them more times than I can count. Not dozens and dozens, but I've seen them probably 15 times, somewhere around there, 12 times. It's amazing at their age, the energy, the vibe in the whole place. It's not just them on the stage. Like they create this whirlwind of emotion with a whole joy. It was like I I heard that there were 70,000 people. It was at a horse racing place, like a Belmont, a Belmont kind of place. It was packed and everyone was just rocking and rolling to songs that they wrote in the 60s. I mean, Satisfaction, I think they wrote in 1965 or 66. It's the 60-year anniversary since their first performance in 1962. It was such a special and memorable night that there was a whole odyssey to get back to uh, to the t- heart of Paris on buses. We found a, a bistro that was open at 2 in the morning. 
We met two of the young ladies who had been at the concert. We're sitting there. I'm eating onion soup at 3.45 in the morning, Schwartz. But with, oh, with Imran, who's just giggling. I mean, we, we, it was... It's one of those things, it's like, you know, you and I work so hard, and I know I know what you do on Saturdays, and for your father's legacy, like, it's these moments that make all of that worthwhile, you know, that, okay, I'm not worried, thank God, I have enough money in my pocket that I could go to a bistro at three in the morning and overpay for a, a, a crock of onion soup. Uh, I mean, it was, Imran ate a steak. It was like quarter to four <laughs> in the morning, and he had a, it was... That I don't it know was, I could pull off. Yeah, well, it was... I mean, it was how magical. Did Jagger, how does he do it? Age 79. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, well if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for COVID, David, we probably would have been able to see him. Uh, Brett, because when I hooked up with Brett, Brett uh, texted with him. The show ended around a quarter to 12. Brett texted with him around 12.30, quarter to 1.00. And he was trying to connect with him, and he got a text from him about 2 o'clock. He goes, I think I'm going to give myself a little rest and, and go to sleep. We'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Um, but, you know, he, there's Jagger. I think it was two, I actually think the text came in at 2.11 um, a.m. that he was going to sleep at 79 after what a performance. Um, I, I, I'm just venting on you uh, because, you know, you and I would be yeah, doing this sitting around at lunch. Anyway, so I wrote some notes to myself. I'm just going to read them to you about France because I haven't been there in, in uh, 30 years. I wrote that the women dress better. That's the first thing I wrote. This whole thing that we have in America, or at least here in New York, of like, let's dress as sloppy and wear as many ripped clothes and grungy as possible. Like... You go to you walked around the streets of Paris on that Sunday night, which was the twenty fourth. Everyone was just dressed very nicely. I mean, it was warm. The women were wearing sundresses, and you know the men were, were which they just didn't look like they were. They just came off uh, working in the in the oil fields or the coal mines. Uh, it just it was an obvious air of elegance. Um, it was it was that was wonderful. Um, I will tell you, I ate a lot of bread, bro. They got some serious bread in France, the crusty bread, bread and the excellent butter. I probably ate more bread in the four days that I was there yeah. than, than the whole year. And that onion soup was really, really great. And if you heard what I said before about the colonization, what was disappointing was seeing Five Guys and Starbucks and um, you know all the stuff that I have right here. And then everyone's like, oh, you have to go to Champ de Elise. I go to Fifth Avenue. It's the same exact stores: Gucci, Versace, Fendi, Furla. Uh, you know, it's the it's it it has the world has gotten much smaller. The way I was thinking of it is that, you know, the Earth used to all be connected, and then over the b b millions and millions of years, everything kind of separated into its own countries and own continents. In a weird way, we've all it's all coming like back together to be reconnected again. It's not. So there's, there's not so much, so many foreign things when you go to a foreign place, if you know what I'm saying. Right, right. It's the Americanization of, of the world. You know, yeah. you know real, real quick, I, I, this family came off the train once at Penn Station, and they were from the Midwest. They'd never been to New York before. They saw me. They're like, where's the McDonald's? We're starving. And we can't. I'm like, are you? and they told me they're here in New York for the first time. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? It had nothing to do with McDonald's, how expensive the food is. I said, if you want something, you should at least eat, right? There's a guy selling hot. You can have a New York hot right, dog. Right. Right on, I, the, right on the corner. Buy, you know, eat something authentic. Why do you want McDonald's? But then the first thing off the It just reminded me of that story. No, no, I hear you. Well, Dave, look, I could talk to you all day. Let's, let's, you know, we owe each other a lunch date. And now I, now I got to pay because you took care of me for a couple of days here. Oh, I just want to thank no, you, man. No, no. I, I really just want to, I just want to thank I wanna you. For, thank for, you. For... I want to thank you and, and Joan and Matt and the whole crew over there. You've got a great crew, great show. And let me tell you, when you sit in that chair, you feel the power of the Arthur Idala power hour <laughs> all right uh, that that is david schwartz who i think uh for at Thank least for, for the remainder of this year uh when i'm not around and, and he is you'll be hearing from him because uh he did a great job of course joan is like <clears throat> yes joan i know i know i know but um dave yeah there you go thank, thank you, you all right dave schwartz we love you buddy we'll catch you on the other side all right so um 
We're going to get a little break here. We went a little long with Schwartz. I hope you guys didn't mind me, like, gushing about that little piece of my trip. I'll, like, meter out the whole trip thing uh, over the, the course of the rest of the week. I do want to tell you what happened with little Arthur <laughs> last night. It was a little – I was very I was very upset um, personally. It worked out fine, but I was a little upset. So we're going to take a quick break, Sam Bellino, if that works for you. As and it um, does. Does that work? How are you doing, Matt? You I'm missed good. Me? Of course I missed you. Come on. It's a lot it easier was... working with Joni and McCullough, the consummate uh, professional. I mean, it's, it's always fun to be on the air with you, but it's not the Arthur Idala power hour without Arthur Idala. Oh, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm sure there was a lot of power without me. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and um, we'll come back. We'll, we'll talk a little bit. We'll have Lukey here, and we'll throw him on the airwaves, and then we'll head into the Yankee game. Don't go anywhere. You know what'll work overtime for you? Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield will work overtime on your house to make it look beautiful and keep it looking beautiful for up to 25 years. You know why? Because Rhino Shield is a ceramic coating that is sprayed onto your home and looks just like paint, but it is 10 times thicker than paint. Rhino Shield guarantees your house will look as if it was freshly painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. When was the last time a painter gave you a 25-year warranty? When was the last time anyone gave you a 25-year warranty? You may not have to ever consider painting again. Rhino Shield will increase the resale value of your house. If you're going to sell your house, which I put on Rhino Shield, and I hope I'm never selling the house that I put it on, but if I was going to sell it, I would tell the realtor... Listen, you got to tell them about this because Rhino Shield lowers your energy costs by holding the hot air in during the wintertime and holding the cool air in during the summertime, which right now is very important. And my friend Susan, who painted, who had my house painted, is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year. That along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. Call today and lock in your 20% discount. Dial 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com and make sure you tell Susan that Arthur sent you. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's Travel Tuesday, and tonight our guest from last week, Linda Perillo, steps into the co-host chair. Uh, what will it be like with Perillo and McCullough? Check it out tonight at 7 right here on AM 970, The Answer. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more, all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash temp, netsuite.com slash temp. A journey to Israel this November will impact you forever. Join Sebastian Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, for 10 life-changing days. Register today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So now that I'm into my eighth month, basically, of doing this show and Start Me Up is my introductory song, do you have any idea how I lost my mind when I'm in Paris with Imran, who's like a brother from another mother, Thierry, who I know since I'm 16 years old and I'm 54 years old, and they start cranking out Start Me Up? I mean, I looked like if someone was standing maybe... 
10 yards behind me. They would think I was on a pogo stick. I was <laughs> jumping. San Bellino, I was losing my mind. I mean, there's so many Stone songs that I love. Oh, the fourth song they played, Lucas' song. You got it queued up there, San Bellino. You got Lucas' tune, and they rocked it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Tumbling dice, baby. You know, I went back and looked at a concert set list from 1982, and, and Tumbling Dice was right there. I mean, it's a tune they play all the time, and they just rock it out. Two songs they went crazy on was Miss You and, um, oh, my God. Art. Wow, I'm having a senior moment. Uh, Midnight Rambler. Miss You and Midnight Rambler. They went and here's the beauty of it all. And it's something I asked Roman Polanski, and I would ask Mick Jagger if I, and Keith, to be honest with you, but more Mick. Like, how do you stay so young? Because those two guys were, were incredibly youthful for their age. And I'll tell you what Polanski said. He goes, first and foremost, it's a matter of your, your, how you think about it. It's, it's in your head. Now, obviously, there are factors that are beyond your control. But... Um, I, I I just anyway I'm speechless. I had it, it was really well worth the effort. People are like, come on, dude, the Rolling Stones, the old band, blah, blah, blah. it was a a show. They're showmen. They are great performers, and there was an aura about it that that just just got you so wild, so fired up, and um, I'm happy I went. Uh, the other thing that I did on a much more serious note was on Monday when Imran left, I went to Normandy. I got up very early. I went on a tour bus, and it's about a three-hour ride from Paris to Normandy. And uh, I was there about six, six and a half hours. From U- I saw it went to, First, I went to Utah Beach, and then I went to Omaha Beach. And uh, the only complaint I have is I could have been there for two days. And I, I don't say that lightly. Uh, it is very, very well done. There are several museums uh, there were several ex- exhibitions. There were all kinds of different tours you could do. There's so many uh, well-informed people who can educate you. And at least my feeling was, you know, Marianne, when I was there, I believe I spoke to her, though I did. And she said, you know, isn't it depressing? Because now I, I have to go into the two beaches. Uh, you know, then I went over to the the actual cemetery and I mean, it's just those white crosses and a couple of stars of David, you know, as, almost as far as the eye can see. And in 2017, when I went to see the Stones in Berlin, uh, we went to a concentration camp, me and Imran and Mike Jacarino and Billy Santo. And so Marianne said to me at Normandy, she's like, isn't it depressing? And I said, not nearly the way a concentration camp was. I said, because here we won, you know, yes, I obviously all of these dead people are horrible. All these, and they're so young, man, these guys were young. I mean, guys who were 15 or lying to get into the military, lying about their age. And, uh, I mean, it was just, just very, very young people who uh, many of you know what happened on D day. I learned so much about it. Um, but at least, that basically ended the war. Uh, and so their death wasn't in vain. Whereas when you go to a concentration camp, I mean, that's just straight up tragedy. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no like looking at the silver lining there um, where at least you look at these guys and you're like, and they just, the wall in, in Washington for the Vietnam Memorial wall that has all the names, they have that at Normandy uh, with all the names of the, the soldiers who were killed there. Um, and it's not just the soldiers that were killed on D-Day. There are you know, people, uh, soldiers, and, and uh, Theodore Roosevelt's son was a brigadier general. He got killed, I believe, off the top of my head in July. You know, it took them a long time after they got on the beach, over the beach and over there and into, you know, slowly, slowly getting into France. And many people are buried uh, at Normandy, not just the folks who died right on the beaches, but it is something that every American who has the opportunity to go and see that uh, should go and see it. It's as relevant now as it will be on the and its 80th anniversary. It shows you the sacrifices we made for liberty 
And, you know, it was still pretty far away. You know, I talked earlier about globalization, how close things were are now. You know, things were pretty far apart. There was a, we had the ability to bury our head in the sand, even after Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was still very far away from the United States of America. Go fly to Hawaii and see how far away it is. But, you know, we did the right thing. And um, I say this with ni- as nicely as I can. The French people should be kissing our butt. I mean, we, they really, they'd be speaking German right now. And God knows what Europe would look like. We really, you know, I, I, I mean, I, obviously I always knew this. I read about it. But when you're there and you feel it, it's so moving. It's so intense. I highly recommend anyone who has the opportunity of experiencing it to take advantage of it. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Record company CBS didn't want to release the record, saying it was not commercial enough, and it went on to be a hit. I love the Clash because they have so many different sounds. Like you listen to that song, and then listen to Rock the Casbah, uh, listen to Sandinista. It's it's just they're a great great band. 
One last thing I wanted to mention about Normandy. You know, when I go to, um, when I go on these special little trips, um, I always bring back a little tchotchke for myself. I also, when I try a major case, I usually try to have a little, a little souvenir, like when I tried the crane case. But oh, I want to give a shout out to Billy Repetti, who was my buddy, who uh, we tried the crane case together. And on Friday, when I was in uh, Paris, I told you I kept my phone on July 22nd. It was the 12-year anniversary of us getting a full acquittal for him. John Esposito and I just passed by my office, and he just wrote me a, a text that said two words, love you, love you. Um, and, uh, he's, he never forgets on July 22nd. So I have a little, um, a big bolt from the crane that I swiped and it's sitting here, but from Normandy, I took a little snow globe, uh, and it's of a soldier and, um, you know, it just makes you think how spoiled we all are, myself included, what those guys went through on that day. Uh, the, the, the being soaking wet on the ships, throwing up all over the place, being shot at, you know, and we complain, oh, the air condition is not high enough, whatever. Um, before I let you go, I just want to tell you what happened. So one of the highlights of a trip for me is coming home. I love my home. I love my work. I was happy to come to work today. When Luca came off the elevator today, I attacked him, hugging him and kissing him. Yesterday when I got home, Arthur comes running at me, hugging me and kissing me. Um, and then we're playing and then for a little while I was with Ariana and I could hear Arthur with his cousin, uh, Gerard, and I could hear them. I didn't know if they were laughing or crying and I run out and I could see Arthur's crying and he hurt himself. He hurt his toe, his big toe. And Arthur's not a big crier. He's a pretty tough kid. And I can see all of a sudden the black toe is already black. Like by the time, the big toe I'm saying is already black. By the time I get there, which means there's all blood underneath it. Now, Chrissy and Lawrence, who have been on this show, they're two emergency room doctors. Of course, they're not around, but I call them and they're like, okay, yeah, put some ice on it. Give them some Motrin. You're probably going to have to figure out a way to release the, the blood from underneath the toe. Long story short, the Motrin kicks in. Arthur's fine. We drive home. We were out in Long Island. We drive home. And sure enough, right before we get to the house, he's very, very much in pain. He's crying. And now it's like 1130 at night. Arthur's crying. Now the baby sees she's crying. He starts crying. <laughs> I get my brother-in-law on the phone. I'm like, you at the hospital? He's like, no, no, no. I said, take a look at the, th the toe. We, we do the FaceTiming thing. He's like, Arthur, you got to get the blood out from him. I go, well, how am I doing that? He goes, get ready for this. Get a pliers and a nail. I go, a nail for the wall? He goes, yeah. Take the pliers and the nail and make the nail red hot and then put it on top of the toenail. It'll melt right into the toenail and all the blood will come out. Do you know what it's like for a five-year-old to see his father coming at him with a pliers, a nail that's burnt, that's bright red hot? The kid is looking at me like, Dad, what are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing? And I'm promising him it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. Marion, God bless her, held Arthur. Arthur was a brave boy. I had the red hot nail. Uh, like the nail that goes into the wall, I put it on top of his toenail, and boom, like a little geyser, blood comes flying out. Marion is trying to shield Arthur, and all he's saying is, I want to see the blood! I want to see the blood! And within moments of that pressure being released, and it was a lot of blood that came out, he had a smile on his face, and he was in good shape. But it shook Daddy and Mommy up pretty good. Arthur, thank you for being brave. It's great to be back, folks. I am so excited. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.